And welcome back, everyone, to the Brandon Burns Show, proudly presented by Enterprise Monkey. It's great to have your company, and thanks so much for joining us. We're going to have a very special guest on the show today, so we look forward to sharing that with you. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, rate and review on iTunes Store, and also Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. But for now, let's get into the episode and see you on the other side. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Brandon Burns Show. It gives me great pleasure to welcome our very special guest from Buxton Real Estate, Mergam Ibrahimi. How are you? I'm great, Brandon. Thanks for having me, mate. This oh, my is, pleasure. This is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think we're up to about episode 15 or 16 on our podcasting and vodcasting journey. So we're starting to get the hang of things here and um, we're excited to have on our very first guest in the real estate space, which I think is going to be really valuable for our audience. Yeah, look, thanks for having me. I'm, you know, fire away. Whatever questions you have, I'm, I'm here to Yeah, here awesome. To, here to answer, All right. Yeah. Well, for those of you joining us again on YouTube, thanks for subscribing and don't forget to leave us your comments with any uh, recommendations or thoughts on who you'd like to see on the program next. And for those of you listening on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn and Stitcher, don't forget to rate and review us because that, uh, that helps us a lot, all our free content coming your way. All right, guys, well, what I thought I'd do first up is get right into it and throw to Mergham and give him the opportunity to tell us a little bit about who he is, uh, what he actually does on a daily basis and sort of what's brought him to, you know, where you are now. Yeah, great. Over okay. Yeah. No worries. Well, um, hopefully you've got at least half a day. No, <laughs> kidding. Um, look, pretty simple story. You know, I'm a real estate agent. That's that's what I yep. do. Um, but what my job or my business truly entails is building relationships, of yep. course, um, and building a business around building more relationships. And that's essentially how yeah. we uh, convert to what we need as a listing and then a yep. sale. And that's, that's how we make an income. Um, yeah, great. You know, why I do it? Because it's great. It's yeah. incredible. I love it. You know, I love property. Uh, I love high-end real estate, and that's that's where I'm really focused in. Yep. Um, it's flexible as well. It enables me the opportunity to come and do this. Or yeah, you know, it's not a nine-to-five. I don't need to just. I don't need to be in a certain place at a certain time. I can schedule my day as I please. Start as early as I like. Finish as late as I like. Or finish as early as I like. So. Yep. It's and I really... can assure you all the Mergams turned his phone off. Yeah, I <laughs> That's have. the one thing you can't live I without. <laughs> I have, yeah. No, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, no, uh, you know, it's an, it been an incredible journey to where I am today and, yep. and love it. Yeah. yeah, great. I can personally attest too. Mergam sold one of our houses and we had a great experience. And um, I did notice through the process that the transparency. I'm glad the, you did, bro. I, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the communication, you know, in particular. Yep. Yep. And look, it's not to say that I haven't heard stories of, other agents and people having a less than favourable experience. But um, what I think is really important, at least in my experience, was that communication was key. And for you guys, that seems like a real priority. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you don't want to be left in the dark, do you? you no, know, you're, totally. It's your you're home. the expert, yeah. Yeah, it's your home. It's 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 where you've, you've poured your heart and soul into. It's your biggest asset. Um, yep. Whatever um, happens between that point and when you sell can have impact on, on your life. So yep. you want to know exactly where you're at. That's, yeah, totally. Uh, and how do you know that you've made the right decision if you haven't been kept informed? Yep, so absolutely, totally. communication is key, that, that's for sure. And obviously people can um, access information a lot better these days and educate themselves to a point of at least maybe thinking that, oh, wow, I know what I'm talking about. Yep. So I guess that communication is key in being able to explain to people who've already done a bit of discovery and education whether they actually know what they're talking about or not. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. And, and, you know, it's important that the agent stays one step ahead. Yep. Um, your people out there are experts. Yep. You know, and, and here we are um, labelled as the expert and there are people out there that could know as much as we do. So you, we certainly have to stay one step ahead of the game. Yep, Absolutely. awesome. 
All right. So tell me about so for for, for your for your reference and also um, just to give you some context. Obviously, our audience is predominantly startups. You know, young startups who yep. are embarking on their journey for the first time. So they're doing things like setting up a business. You know, potentially recruiting or employing people or a team. Okay. Trying to understand budgets. Okay. Trying to scale their business. Yeah. Okay. And also, in most cases, trying to embark upon uh, mastering sales relationships and you know engaging others for the very first time. Yeah. Okay. So give us give us in the audience an understanding of your current role and your setup. So I believe yep. you've got a team yourself. So yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, your growth over the years and how it's led you to your current setup and what that yep. looks like. Yeah. Sure. No. No. Fine. And and look, I guess. Um, got to take a step back and, and look at where I was before I had um, the first assistant and yep. um, I made a decision you know I can't keep doing this the way I'm doing I, mm. I need to increase the volume of the business so I need to uh, bring people in to assist with certain roles so I can focus on what's dollar productive yep. so I think I think within any business if you can establish where your time mm-hmm. is best served to, yeah. to grow the business whether it's working on the business in the business, making the calls or writing the business, whatever that may be mm-hmm. that puts you in a position to bring more money into the business, mm-hmm. which will then give you choices and the ability to grow. That, that's yep. where you need to focus. Yep. So um, for me, I didn't have an assistant early on. All roles that were non-dollar productive, I did them at 5 a.m. or 7 really? at night. Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So that was the, the luxury you didn't have. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So, so the time that I was at work, knocking on doors, making calls, building relationships, connecting dots, you know, this person who owns a home wants to buy that home. Once they buy that, they're going to sell, yes. find them that home. Okay. So, so we've got a startup listening here or watching and they're thinking, right, I've got my business. I'm just starting out. Obviously I've got to go and bring on some other form yep. of business or sales to supplement myself, but also to help me grow in the manner that I wish. And in your case, it appears that I think now you're up to staff of, is it three? I've got two. Two. two, two me. Yeah, yep. staff. Okay, so you've got so three in total, you and your two staff who are conducting, I guess, marketing, assisting yep. new clients. So how did, you, how did you know when the time was right for you to be able to bring on the first and the second team member? Was it a case of hitting a, a sales goal or was it more a case of becoming aware of maybe momentum and tracking that you had in place for sales that told you, yes, I'm now I'm hitting a pattern here where I'm going to need someone, but I'm also going to be able to afford to bring them on. So how yeah. did you get to that tipping point to, to know intuitively, okay, I can get someone else now and I, I need them? Yeah, sure. Look, um, I, think, I think if you look outside and, um, and ask questions, speak to people who are already there where you yep. want to be, mm-hmm. um, they can give you a, you know, a lead into what you need to do. So rather than wasting time thinking about it go speak to somebody that's already achieved it and ask them okay. why did you make that decision okay you know, so if somebody case, if yes. somebody was to ask me well what i wanted to do was um was make sure that i was uh spending most of my time or more of my time uh, doing the roles that i'm best suited to and that that is um convince a seller that i'm the right choice to sell their home Yep. work with buyers and convince the buyer to pay more to buy a property. I mean, that's how you build your reputation brand. And everything else around it that happens that needs to allow me this opportunity can get in the way. Okay. So I needed somebody so to free up that time. Yep. what it is that you're not best served doing because you're not the best at and that, that you can delegate Absolutely. to allow you to do more of the things you're great at. Yeah, more of the things you're okay. great at and more of the things that, um, that, that help grow the business. 
Yeah, awesome, unreal. Mm. So now you brought on that second person. Yep. So talk to me about um, was it harder going from none to one than it was from going one to two? And if so, was it because you had processes in place or was it because number one could teach number two? Yep. Yeah, yep. so how did that sure. all work? Well, it, it, it was uh, easy in a sense of taking that step because I've done it once before. Yes. Okay, so there's that element of risk, yep. you know, because you've got to pay for the stuff that you bring on and, yep. you know, are you going to balance the books? And you've experienced it once before and you've seen the growth that it's created for your business. So, yep, yes. that, that next step initially is a bit easier. But yep. certainly, how do you differentiate the roles that they're going to do versus the other one you have in yourself? Yep. You know, what are we adding? How are we going to add value to the business by adding a third person? So you certainly need to provide them with a different role. Mm-hmm. And and what I did was I separated them. And the the first uh, person I had worked for me, Leah, um, she became purely focused on client liaison and making sure our clients are up to speed and happy with everything. And my calendar is kept um, clean and, and I'm up to speed with what I, everything I need to do. Yep. Um, and Georgia came on board uh, to help grow the business. So anything that's uh, lead generating, marketing based, branding based, uh, she's focused in that area. Um, so that way, all the passive uh, tasks that are required to give the perception to the marketplace of what the brand is about, what Team Mergam is about, yep, is totally. in place. Okay. I don't have to think about it. All I've got to think about is negotiate a sale. All I've got to think about is how do I help the seller move forward? Yep. Which is my core business, which is what I'm employed and paid to do yep. by my seller. But all these other things need to happen as well. Yep. So, you know, and I wrote a business plan. I, I don't know if too many agents actually have a business plan. I wrote a business well, plan. Well, yeah, we talk about a lot with our startups how at least having a business model canvas, which is that one-page condensed business plan, hmm. but at least outlines exactly how it needs to look. And so something they can refer to as they embark. Well, that's what you need. So the way I start off with... I looked at every aspect of real estate from start to finish, yep. from before the transaction, how do I find these people? They become a client. Then the mid, middle process, it's tr- the transaction happens, and then thereafter, how they looked after. So everything in the middle, I looked at it all, brainstormed, and thought, well, how can I improve on this, 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 and this? Wrote a business plan, and we're just about done with it. Yep. And then from there, there's checklists. Okay. So come Monday, Tuesday, we check it off. Yep. check it off. And we know the business is running smoothly, functioning, mm-hmm. so that from a um, broader-based perception, how do we look? Look yep. fantastic. How do our clients feel about us? They're mm-hmm. informed. Um, you know, constant communication. They're happy. Yep. You know, and that's what matters. So, okay. So we're looking at you and your setup, which from what I can gather, you're obviously um, a real estate agent at Buxton Real Estate, correct, which is a na- nationally known um, real estate uh, franchise. Would you say? Yeah, look, we yeah. we would, um, and, and I'm sure this is, um, you know, a lot of agents might claim this, but we are legitimately the largest agency in Geelong now. Yeah, so wow, okay, done extremely awesome. Well. And you're running, you're running a business within a business as such, yeah. Effectively, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so because you're running a business and not just an employee, you really are encountering so many more aspects of how to make this work. So for a startup listening, um, how important is it for you to expose yourself to and to educate yourself along the journey to elements um, that assist your business? So for example, obviously social media has Mm. become such a big part of real estate in particular, I've noticed. You know, I see videos all the time of agents doing market wraps and talking about their listings and... And it's just exploded. Now, this is something that, you know, looking at someone like you, you probably struggled to do. 
But is it something, you know, time-wise? You, you look like you just wouldn't have enough time to manage it yourself. So obviously you've got someone in place to do it. But have you gone about teaching yourself elements and still trying to keep yourself yep. across? Like, is that important? Of course, of course. So for startups listening who might not have yep. that skill, yep. is it important for them to have an understanding? I, oh, absolutely it is. You know, I, I paid for a course for Georgia to do and yep. get it all running. And she's up to speed with social media. It's incredible. Yep. But I wasn't. Yep. And how am I going to lead and direct if I don't understand it myself? So I took a course myself. Yeah, right. You, okay. You get affordable courses. They don't cost much and you yeah. learn how to do something. And yeah. I come up with a great plan, put it in place. My team's excited. They thought, geez, this guy's on the ball. Yep. And it, it creates a bit of a mutual respect Yep. that, yep, I'm up to speed with this as well. Uh, but I, I don't feel that you can grow the business unless you know, understand the inner workings of what yep. will help you grow the business. You can't just put somebody on and then not learn it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Because the business is your business. That, yep. It's to you that it matters the most. You, you can employ people, put them on, but how connected and how involved are they going to be? Not as involved as you would be. They're yep. not, it, it, they, they couldn't possibly be as passionate. It's my business. It's my name. Yep. So I've got to learn the inner workings of it as well. I've yep. got to direct. I've got to come up with the ideas as well. I, I may not execute them. Mm-hmm. I'll come up with an idea and say, hey, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. They put a plan together. I have a look at it. Yep, like it, like it, move move forward. So totally, absolutely, always upskilling. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm going to throw two skills here at you that I think are incredibly important for entrepreneurs and startups. Yep. And I want you to give me an understanding of the role they play in your business. So the first is customer service and the second is negotiation. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So look, customer service, uh, for me, my business is making sure that uh, any inquiry is dealt with immediately, swiftly, and provided with the information that they need and require. Um, customer service is um, my, my clients, my vendors that are, that are wanting to know what's happening with the sale of their home. They're wanting to know how the marketing is going to appear once, once we hit the go button. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's customer service. I want them to feel comfortable and confident with the process. Yep. Customer service is the buyer that's awaiting settlement. Mm-hmm. Give them a call. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. How are things? Do you have any questions? You know, everything's done. Um, customer service is after the sale. So yep. we've transacted a week later. How are you, how are you enjoying your new home? Mm-hmm. You know, um, the vendor that's moved on, how are you enjoying the coast side, side town you've moved to? Tell me about it. How is everything going? You know, do you miss the old place? You know, we have conversations. That's customer service. Yep. Why do we do it? Well, because I love it. I'm passionate about it. You know, I, I enjoy speaking to people. And secondly, it's about building a referral yeah, based business. So, so we all we all and startup as as well, and in in our business, we all have this period, I guess, where we we pay to play and we generate leads and, yep. and we generate cold leads. Yep. But there is a real opportunity, isn't there, that if you can nurture those leads, and some will become a client, some others may not, but they may still remain an interested party ongoing if nurtured correctly. Absolutely. Can can become um, all of a sudden a, a client costs you so much less to bring on. Uh, you know the, the 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 value or the cost of getting a sale can be brought down because you've embarked upon nurturing them over six twelve months. They come back into the fold. Like I'm I'm sure you could probably attest to having scenarios where you've seen that happen. Oh well, well it happens for me on a regular basis. I've built a business yeah. around nurturing clients. Yeah. Um, you know we meet them. It's it's initially cold. Well, it's semi semi warm if they're in 
particularly Mario, because they already know who I am. Yep. Um, but from there, it's about building trust, adding value to every mm-hmm. conversation we have. Um, there's a reason I'm calling. It's not just to, you know, hey, are you thinking of selling? It's it's more yep. along the lines of, oh, well, you know, something's going to add benefit to, to their situation at that point in time. Yep. It could be a recent sale in the area. could be some other reason. Sometimes it's just call and say hello. Or I might remember that one of the kids might have been in hospital. Yep. They'd be out a couple of weeks later. How are they doing? Yep. This sort of thing. But then thereafter, once um, hopefully they become a client, successful result, move on. You know, it's 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 often the case that that agents or business people don't then keep in touch with those people. Mm-hmm. They they're your best advocates. Yep. Assuming you've done your job right. Yep. Assuming they've walked away happy, you call them and say hello. I know you're not thinking of selling or doing anything like that. I just want to see how you're doing. Yep. You stay top of mind. So what about negotiation? Well, negotiations uh, is what I do. You know, mm-hmm. it's what we do. If, if we cannot uh, add value to the sales process for the owner so that they walk away in a better financial position, then what are we doing? Yep. You know, why are we here? We, we Then really there's no need for a real estate agent. So does negotiation exist both externally with clients but also internally within maybe your team or, um, you know, does it, do, you, do you have to apply it both internally as well as externally? Oh, look, you know, I treat my team, I think, differently to what many do. Um, and okay. a lot outside looking in might think that I'm a little, le- very lenient on them. Uh, but I've got a really good team. Well, they'll be watching this. so yeah, they'll They will be watching that. That's exactly right. <laughs> but I've got a good team and they'll attest that if, if they need to go somewhere, if they, they want to take a break, that, that, that's fine. That's totally fine. But I know the work's getting done. And I know the work's getting done. Um, but certainly, you know, had I not have been blessed with such a good team, then yep. absolutely you'd have to negotiate yep. time. There's got to be give. Can you give us an example of when negotiation or, or having a, a really good um, aptitude with negotiation where it saved you from like a really difficult, challenging scenario where you've been able to turn it around to a positive? Can you, can you think of or think of a time when you've really faced a significant challenge and you've had to draw upon your skill set to really turn it around and get you through? Look, personally, um, you know, nothing like that springs to mind, but I mean, when it comes to vendors and helping them achieve a great result, there, there are many occasions where had I not have approached it in a certain manner, that owner wouldn't have walked away at a price that would have allowed them to move forward yep. with their lives. So, so there are plenty of occasions and, and I, I truly believe that with certain scenarios, um, a different agent in front of that buyer, that seller wouldn't have moved forward. Yep. Um, because it's it's for me, it's all about uh, confidence. Yep. Okay. You know, yep. Um, We're hitting on something here. So that that allure that you know what you're talking about. Well, that, you've got some good advice that, to give. That, that's right. That's right. Yep. If, you know, I find that if um, if a buyer has made an offer on a property that's well below what we're asking, uh, you know, there's there's a reason for it. Yep. And we need to uncover why why have they come to that level. If yep. you don't uncover why, you, you can't handle that objection. Yep. And and we've got to handle that and then build confidence around why the mm-hmm. price is fair and reasonable and why you should move forward at this level before somebody else does. Why is it a positive reason for you to move your offer forward so that you secure this home? Yep. So that's negotiation. So for me... My understanding of negotiation through, you know, years of practice is that the person that you need to convince, you need to give them positive reasons to do so, mm-hmm. not back them into a corner. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's about positive reasons how it will benefit their lives at that time by changing their position yep. on their current one. And that's, that's negotiations. You, awesome. if, you, if you can get your head around that, you can negotiate anything. You're negotiating with me now. Okay, I'm negotiating <laughs> with you now, um, So talk to me about, let's, let's spend a little bit of time here talking about real estate in particular. So okay. give me an understanding of, obviously you're based in the Geelong area. Yep. In, in specific postcodes. So you deal with more like the luxury high-end areas, but you've also probably got an understanding of real estate in general. Yep. So yep. for those sure. listening, give me an understanding of where you think the real estate market is currently at and what's 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 coming. Okay. And then also I want you to give me an understanding of if, if um, real estate obviously is still a really good strategy for building wealth okay. and, and if you'd recommend it to, to younger people. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So look, the, the marketplace in Geelong, um, which is what, what's going to matter, I think, to, to a lot of people, um, obviously, if they're living in Geelong. Yep. Um, it's, we're in growth. We're, we will still see growth for at least the next six to 12 months. Yes. Uh, there is certainly a lot of talks about the marketplace in general slowing down. You look at the capital cities. Yep, they've been yep. affected, of course. Uh, how does that translate down to Geelong? It does take a little while for it to filter down. As it did when those markets boomed, it took a little while to filter this way, and yes. it's a similar type of response. So I think we will continue to see growth. We still appear, appear to be good value mm-hmm. to the capital cities, and as long as we appear to be good value, we'll continue to grow. Yep. There Great. we go. So is it still um, a pretty accessible way to build wealth for younger people? It is... And it isn't. Um, You know, the growth has been at such a staggering rate that if that if as a young couple or you know you've you're you're in Geelong, you work in Geelong, your income levels may not support the way it's grown. And what's caused that is are the investors that have come into Geelong Mm -hmm. from Melbourne, Sydney. Okay, so they've they've pushed the market up to the point where a lot of first home first home buyers are um, you know aren't in that marketplace where the, it, it, to them it's not affordable. Yep. So, so yes, it, it, yes and no. It just depends on your situation. Um, often a lot of people are looking outside of Geelong yep. if they're wanting to help build their wealth. Um, yep. You know, they're looking in other regional towns that haven't quite seen that growth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's got a balance. You know, it's got a balance. Going back four years ago, uh, we would have yields of about 5, 5%, 5.5%. They're yes. down on average to about 3% in Geelong now. Okay. So what that means is if you've got X amount to spend, the cost out of pocket to you is going to be a lot higher than what it was as an investor a while ago. Yep. Um, so can you build wealth? Of course, it's still the safest way. It's yeah. still the safest way. Uh, if you invest in uh, shares, mm-hmm. uh, what control do you have over what's happening to your shares? Not a great deal. Yep. Okay, not a great deal. So in real estate... The control you have is firstly, you can make a pretty quick decision on what you want to do, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is great level of um, leverage to have. But secondly, if you're a tradesperson or if you've got a bit of spare cash and you want to increase the value of the property, you can improve upon it. Yep. If you have $10,000 to spend, you can't improve upon the shares that you bought. You can just buy more shares. Yep. Whereas with the property you have, you yes. can renovate the kitchen. Okay. Okay. And increase the property's value. You know, um, so in that respect, it still is a great way to go. Uh, often people uh, use it as stepping stones, and that's that's one way to 
consider real estate as well. If you've yep. got a goal to be in Barwon Heads, in um, you know that's where you want to be, you might need a few stepping stones to get there. Yep. So certainly real estate is still a great way to go. You obviously mm-hmm. need to, based on your budget, determine yep. where you should buy that's going to enable this mm-hmm. to happen. So, okay, cool. All right, so for some startups listening that may even be considering pioneering something in the real estate space because it's such a big space yeah um what's the biggest innovation that you've seen recently now i know that there's things like drone photography yep you know there's um there's providers out there that you can just list without an agent as such like purple bricks i think you know yep. there's, there's different ways to go about it um what's the biggest innovation you've seen in the last three or four years that's had had the biggest impact on the real estate industry and also What's potentially maybe some kind of innovation or product or need that you would absolutely love to have at your disposal as an agent that you'd love to see developed and yep. implemented in your space? Sure. Yeah, no, no, sure. No, no, great, great question. And that's something I've been um, contemplating for some time as well. Yeah. Uh, look, you know, as a small business owner or a real estate agent, um, what matters to us is, is um, creating awareness to more people that want to use our service. That's, that's, that's essentially yep. what it is. And, you know, it's hard to look past social media, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they've been around a while. Social media for lead generation or for, um, well, you know, publicising what you're doing easier? Lead, well, not just lead generation. I, I, don't, I don't feel that social media has taken to lead generation as, as people expect it will i think social media is still very much a passive way to build your business but it's also a great way to connect with your database yep your marketplace so rather than just picking up the phone and calling all the time or seeing an email Mm -hmm. why not have your uh, network your previous clients current clients future clients like your fan page or your business page Yep, totally you know a great way to stay in touch Yep. So um, I, I think uh, the innovation was already there. I think it's, uh, you know, the way in which the broader market, Australian market, is is accepting of mm-hmm. social media, whereas before mm-hmm. it was not a type of news medium that we'd we'd uh, accept and feel confident and trust. And yep. that's changing. Mm-hmm. And that's changing. It, it's now an accepted way to uh, shop for pro- for products. Yep. Real estate. Uh, you know, before any property hits the market, I run a social media campaign first. So you're teasing, yeah, but yeah, and also yeah, getting people some interested and bought in for what's to come. That's right. You know, yep. um, give my network an opportunity to see what's uh, what's coming first. You know, give them great insights into the marketplace. It yep. it grows uh, my presence, mm-hmm. builds trust. So. I think really that that's the biggest innovation for real estate. Uh, and if you have a look at uh, the market leaders, which are the Americans, so yep. so the you know New York marketplace or the LA marketplace, they sell through social media. Yep. Yeah, you know, they'll have thirty thousand followers on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. They load a property on there, a couple of images, and away you go. Mm-hmm. And from a seller standpoint, they might question, well, hang on, do you know, are we going to miss the marketplace? You might miss a few, but that urgency that it can create by just having interaction from social media mm-hmm. and, and dangling that carrot of, hey, 
act now on this property before we do take it to the to yeah. the main mediums. Yeah, the fear of missing out. The, I love it. Absolutely, fear yeah. of, fear of missing out. You know. Okay, so social media, and look, I would agree with that, and it just continues with the um, the features people use. You know, video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's important. So tell me, right, what's something in your day-to-day life as an agent or an innovation that you'd really love to see made available that isn't yet? Because there's bound to be startups out there who are, like, looking for ideas and problems to solve. Yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of apps out in the real estate industry. Um, and, you know, and that's a, that's, a, that's a tricky one. You know, what is there that hasn't been created? Well, perhaps even not necessarily as an agent, but maybe as someone looking to sell their property or someone looking to buy one, is there a step or an element of the process that you think could just significantly improve by having a better experience or some kind of tool available to people? You know, so obviously I can jump on realestate.com.au and I can, if I really want, I can uh, calculate estimated mortgage payments. And then I could potentially, you know, I guess apply for pre-approval for a mortgage through the site. So that's, that's kind of a relatively intuitive process or um you know maybe it might be i don't know if people do uh video auctions that can maybe could potentially people get to a point where they could bid uh via video linked but not have to have yeah, someone they, there they, ex- they exist no they, they exist, they, they, okay. exist. They, exist. They, they, they there are a lot of things going on uh, you know from a consumer standpoint they want to get the leg up on the marketplace yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, in an in an auction based environment, it's difficult to do because the campaign's got to run the course of the four weeks, and yeah. you'll be battling it out on day. But not every marketplace is an auction marketplace. A lot of them are private sales. So to get a jump on the marketplace, I think, is a great way to go. So if there was an app created or some avenue whereby agents would would list there first, and it would then get spread out to the broader people as to yeah. what they're looking at, whether it's through social mediums or this yeah. sort of thing, and, and people could engage with those immediately, with those yeah. agents immediately, it would give the marketplace yeah. a leg up and it would give that agent um, a competitive advantage. What about what about well. a means for um, a prospective buyer to ask honest and transparent questions of the current owner? Not in a direct manner, but maybe via some form mass where they can message. You know, I just wonder if I know it's deviating from having an agent involved in the process, but that does address improving the process to a degree, doesn't it? Because obviously when you buy or sell, there's not much, you don't really talk to the other party, you, the agency. Oh, you, know. You, know, you know, initially leading up to um, the sale, no, you don't. You know, yeah. there's, there's reasons why we agents don't allow that to happen. Yep. Because often uh, buyers, they will ask certain questions to gain leverage yep. on their position mm-hmm. and obviously we've got to control that that's what we're employed to do so certainly after the transactions take place absolutely we encourage that uh, but leading up to it we certainly don't want the buyer to ask the seller why are you moving <laughs> you know absolutely. and often the answer can be uh, harmless uh, but you know the buyer might have a reason why they're asking it and it might give them a position whereby they can offer it in a certain way, certain terms, yep. to gain leverage on the seller to get a better price. And yep. we're, we're obviously trying to prevent that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and, but I understand totally where you're coming from. You know, maybe it's a, it's a oh, point just, of... I'm maybe, not sure. I just put it out there like maybe it feels like that's one element of the process that could potentially be 
improved or maybe it's not necessary you know well it looks like a bit of a foreign area it it is and whilst we agents still exist and there's a need for us and that need for us is to um, improve our seller's price and position yep Yep. um, then certain aspects of the industry (laughs) are going to be blocked of course yeah for obvious reasons yeah all right cool so tell me what is the what where do you see the real estate industry in general heading in the next 10 years What's going to be the biggest change or the biggest disruption that we can expect to see or experience? Well, look, we are seeing those disruptions already. Are we going to be buying houses with Bitcoin? We could be. Are we going to be paying you with Bitcoin? We we could be. I I think whilst Bitcoin's as volatile as it is, I I think that's unlikely. (laughs) Um, You know, disruption's already taken place. Yep. Okay? People are getting their head around what the internet truly means for them. Yep. And and an individual and Mm -hmm. as a business owner. And now we're seeing a lot of startups in real estate. And, yeah, totally. Um, they're taking a little bit here and a little bit there. And because they can run their businesses at a far more cost-effective rate, um, they can work at a lower rate for the seller. Does that benefit the seller? Well, you know, um, I don't think so, obviously, but I, but I can't because I work for a, a company. So I've got to yep. protect my fee. Um, and there are other startups coming into place, um, such as the you know low fee agencies, uh, Purple Bricks, and and other forms of of this type of industry. And yep. and often a seller will think, yep, that's the path I want to go down because I'm saving about ten thousand um, dollars. But the question is, what are you losing on the other end? Correct. You know, and why do they exist? Well, they exist because they've looked at the industry and they've felt that, oh, hang on, how can you charge fifteen thousand dollars? to sell this, why can't we just offer the same service at half the rate? Yep. Now Purple Bricks and sellers who have utilised their service are starting to realise that, well, actually, maybe it's not that simple. Yep. You know, we're paid a fee based on our expertise mm-hmm. and, ex- and we're judged based on our results. And I like to think that I'm in it for the seller's profit. Yep. Okay, I'm not working to just sell the property. I'm working to increase their profit. Mm-hmm. And if you cut these sorts of agents out, the seller's profits will diminish as well. Totally. So whilst the seller still wants an agent to work for them, we're still going to exist. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. So I don't think that system will change. I think there'll be a lot more opportunity for good agents to go out on their own, do their own thing. Yep. Which I applaud as long as their service levels don't drop. Yep. And that's what the internet's brought to us, really. You know, which is um, win-win for the consumer, assuming uh, agents work on their ethics mm-hmm. and have a belief that we're there to uh, improve the seller's experience, not by way of just communication, but also their end result. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right. So in closing, any yeah. advice or tips for startups and entrepreneurs out there? Look, you know, work hard, work smart, read, upskill, learn from people, interview people. If, mm-hmm. you've, if you, there's a startup business that, that you've got in mind, pick three Mm-hmm. That, that are already doing what you're doing. They could be in another state, in another town. It doesn't matter. Go talk to them. It'll be mm-hmm. invaluable. Obviously, if they're competitors, they're not going to want to talk to you. But if you're not going to be direct competitors, mm-hmm. um, they'll appreciate the time. Yeah. And, and you will learn so much from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just take action. So seek out someone who's doing what you're doing but a bit further along, not a competitor, and pick their brain and absorb as much as you can. Absolutely. And it sounds like it's more accessible than... People realise. So you've done this in the past, and would you say that the response you've gotten has been overwhelmingly it's, positive? It's, it's it was fantastic. It was invaluable. Yeah. The information right. I, I received from it, and it's it's free training. You know, yeah. you can go and pay a coach ten thousand dollars to teach you these things, or you can just pick up the phone and do some research and 
and obviously be complimentary of that person and their time and respectful. Yep. And you'll get just as much from it. Great. All right. Well, people can find you, Mergum, M-E-R-G-I-M dot com dot au. That's my website. Yep. Yeah. And at Buxton also, and they can get in touch with an email on the website. Absolutely. And um, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Mergum. No, it's been you. invaluable. It's been, been a pleasure. Thanks, yeah. Brandon. Appreciate right, we'll it. We'll see you all soon, guys. And thanks for joining our show. And thanks for joining us for another amazing episode on the Enterprise Monkey Show with Brandon Burns. Until next week, guys, we hope you've enjoyed. And if you want to get in touch, you can visit us on social media, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can reach out to us with some of your amazing content ideas or perhaps a special guest, may even be yourself that wishes to appear on the show. You can reach out to us at office at enterprisemonkey.com.au. Don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes Store, Spotify and Stitcher and we'll see you all on the next episode.